Welcome to the Success Podcast with Michelle Rickman and Jose Manaisa Jr. We're going to dedicate this show entirely in honor of Juneteenth. Juneteenth is known as the Black Independence Day. And to give you a brief a brief history of what Juneteenth is, is uh, on June 19 of 1865 is considered the official day, the legal day, where all black slaves were fully free. And the last state was the state of Texas. And now I want to have Michelle Rickman to elaborate more on Juneteenth. <laughs> Go ahead. or the terminology is changed from slaves to enslaved Africans or the enslavement of African or African-American people. So that's the new language. You know, I, <clears throat> I've worked in special education and in special education, there's a language that you speak. And if you don't speak the right language, When it comes to identifying people who have disabilities, you get in trouble. So now there is a language or a term that we use uh, when we refer to the enslavement of Enslave. black people, African people, African-American people, no longer called just slaves because they were human beings. They oh, were people. Okay. Before they came to the new world, They had a life, a culture, raised families um, in Africa. They, be, they became enslaved people. So that's uh, what I would like to say on that. So um, you're right. <clears throat> Juneteenth is a federal holiday in the U.S. commemorating the emancipation of enslaved African Americans. It's also observed, it also observes African American culture. And it is observed states. Um, it's also called Juneteenth National Independence Day. Also, it's called Jubilee Day. So the, uh, And this year, in June 17th, 2021, President Joe Biden made Juneteenth a legal holiday to be acknowledged. So um, I celebrate that, and I love Joe Biden for him stepping up to the plate and uh, making Juneteenth a legal holiday. So where Juneteenth originated was, uh, it was so somewhat of a spinoff of the Emancipation Proclamation in issued uh, Jan January 1st, 1863. Now, did you say 1865? Great. I'm so glad that you, you know, thank you so much for elaborating on that, Ms. Rickman, because obviously, right, you know, talking about the miseducation, <laughs> So the the official date, right? The 
June, that it was in June 19 of 1865. That was the, the last date where in the state of Texas, right? Uh -huh. When they actually proclaim it the, from that day on, right? The, okay. as the slavery ended officially, right? On Texas, right? On the Texas end. But, yes. you know, the, it was supposed to be the federal date for all of them. It was supposed to be when Abraham Lincoln made the declaration, the Emancipation Proclamation, which was on January 1st of 1863. Okay, now we got it. Exactly. Okay. So, yeah, so it was supposed to be on 1963, but it was actually two years later in Texas. I think that's my understanding. So, Jose, enlighten us on the miseducation of this holiday. Yes. I like to say there are two levels. There are two levels of miseducation, right? So, one level is that, first of all, they should have not been a slavery whatsoever, you know, according to the, the Declaration of Independence, right? Okay. <laughs> the, the Constitution of the United States, uh, you know, they, you know, that, that, you know, pretty much, you know, all men are created equal, right? So they should we never like be in the so. first place. Exactly. In the first place, if we were to, if we were to apply, right, the Constitution of the United States equally to everybody, right, they should never right. be in slavery whatsoever, right? That's the, that's the level one, right? Of miseducation, right? right? That's level one. The other level is, from that moment on, on January 1st of 1863, of the Emancipation Proclamation, right? When Abraham Lincoln, you know, legally, as the President of the United States, you know, made a, a declaration. Now, it was not more than a declaration because it was actually, uh, you know, definitely approved by the Senate. You know, like, a, we're talking about the federal level here, right? Yes. So, at that point on, right? You know, it was illegal, you know, for a slave owners, right, to continue on on keeping a slave, right? It was illegal. Enslaving but, people. Yes. Yes. But in some states, you know, like, you know, we're talking about Texas, right? They still were still practicing those. So... So here's the miseducation, right? This level is that, hey, even though there is a presidential, you know, this is like the state level, right? This is not allowed. Right. At the state level, you know, in Texas, they were doing whatever they want. So that's that's the level, the other second level of miseducation here. So. Well, I think we're making strides. Yeah at um, working towards equality equality and independence yeah for independence for all 
Did I say that correctly? Mm-hmm. And when I say independence, I'm meaning, you know, an equal playing field mm-hmm. so that we could all enjoy uh, freedom. Freedom. You know, and uh, the American dream. Yes. And uh, speaking of the American dream, I um, attend a Juneteenth celebration that took place in Lamert Park this past June 19th, 2021. And it was so beautiful. It was like a dream. A rainbow of people from the darkest black to the lightest black and everything in between mm-hmm. were marching together and celebrating in Lamert Park. And it was huge. There were thousands of people from inner city youth to uh, families and uh, conservative people and and liberal people and church going people and hip hop people and transgender people. Everybody was there um, having a wonderful time. They had so many vendors selling their wares, beautiful African clothes, um, American black designers, um, jewelry, rugs, food, music. It was just the most beautiful thing that I'd seen in a long time. Mm. And there were thousands of people, and not just black people, but different uh, cultures too came out to celebrate. And it was a wonderful afternoon, and I would encourage everyone to experience Juneteenth next year in Lamert Park. In Lamert you Park. won't regret it. Some of the most beautiful black people you have ever seen. Um, just different braids and afros and and uh it just it was it was so much more than I ever experienced and I didn't know it was going on. You know, because I don't have a TV um, in my home, or I have one, but it's it's not plugged in. And I, uh, I I listen to a couple of radio stations every now and then when I'm in my car. And so I didn't know that there was going to be a celebration in Lamert Park. So when I found out about it, I threw on my Juneteenth colors. Do you know what the Juneteenth colors are, Jose? Um, black, red, and green. Black, red, and green. Do you know what it means? What it stands for? So definitely black stands for our our race, our yes. color, right? Uh, green is for uh, that we are here to protect the planet Earth. Something about the Earth, planet Earth. Okay. <laughs> and yellow. My yellow. No, I'm sorry. Not that. I'm sorry. Okay, and red is our yes. blood. Yes. Our blood, yes. Yes, you're you're right on the money, Jose. <laughs> so, how did you celebrate Juneteenth? I'm reading about Frederick Douglass. I took my day 
to read about Frederick Douglass because Frederick Douglass, if you obviously there there are a lot of heroes to celebrate. You know, I like to say a lot of heroes to celebrate, and uh, and definitely, you know, if I were to, I guess to commemorate someone or to to pay tribute for the manifestation of Junting is Frederick Douglass. <laughs> Frederick, and, and let me tell you why. Yes. So Frederick Douglass was a prominent, I like to say the most important leader in the history of the United States of America. And let me tell you why. And I believe that I believe that Frederick Douglass, his legacy has been taken for granted and it hasn't been fully, fully celebrated by, by the country as a whole. Okay. And let me tell you why it's so important, Frederick Douglass. N number one, Frederick Douglass, he is the full embodiment for the freedom of not only our community, blacks, right? But the, the, the full freedom, he lived it all because he actually, um, you know, unfortunately, right? He was uh, in the family that he was working for, right? He, he lived it all from being in a slave, right? The terminology, being a slave to being free, right? Okay. So you're talking about somebody that live it all. He actually live it all himself. And he himself, you can see in himself the power of education. You know, so we're going from this education to education because his ability to read free him and then he liberated his own people. And that's so beauty about Frederick Douglass. Frederick Douglass was the one, he was the forcing, he was actually the, like the, how we call it, Michelle? And this is a word that you used before. He was the, Frederick Douglass was the, the driving force for the Emancipation Proclamation. Yeah, an advocate. He was an advocate because look, part of Abraham Lincoln, Abraham Lincoln definitely was a, he, he was a good leader, you know, but it was because of Frederick Douglass, because Frederick Douglass was the one that hold him accountable. And so Frederick Douglass knew Abraham Lincoln? Oh, yes. Oh my God. They were like this. I didn't know that. Yeah. So everything that you, that Abraham Lincoln is prayed for, who was behind all that? Was Frederick Douglass. Really? Yes. Yes. I did I didn't know that. You see, that's that's what's so relevant about Frederick Douglass. And obviously, right, we know about Abraham Lincoln, right? Because he was the president, right? Very famous, you know? But who actually was behind everything here? Who was behind the motivation, the intentionality? 
You know, so how did he how did he get to Abraham Lincoln? How did they come to know one another? There you go. So in the way that he they got to know each other, it was during the youth. Because it was actually before Abraham Lincoln became famous. Because you know, if you look at the history of Abraham Lincoln, Abraham Lincoln, you know, like he fell at everything. I mean, he ran for seven. I mean, he fell as a businessman. He fell as everything, right? Fell, 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 fell. And just kept being yeah. elevated. Yeah, but he just kept going. He kept going, you know? And uh, so... Life it, was so easy for them. Yeah. You could be a failure and become the president of the United States. Yeah, okay, now you got it. Now we're talking. Are, are you sure we're not talking about Donald Trump? <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. So, so you know, so you're so, saying they knew each other in their youth. They they knew each Frederick other before. In, in Lincoln. Exactly. And, and uh, so when when Abraham Lincoln, right? Look, look at this is really interesting because a lot of people don't talk about this openly, right? So Abraham Lincoln, right? He he got to a point like, look, I have failing everything, everything. So I'm going to create a party that will fully dedicate. Oh to ending a slavery. And he's the founder of the Republican Party. So he said, I, I need some allies, right? So he relied on Frederick Douglass, you know, to to kind of like on like his council. You know, he was like the main council, you can tell. Wow. And, and Frederick like Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Something of that nature. You can tell like that, yes. <laughs> Yeah, very similar to the relationship of Abraham Lincoln, I, I mean, of John F. Kennedy with uh, Martin Luther King. Oh, yes, In a yes, sense. yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So Frederick Douglass was an advocate for black people, and mm -hmm. so he was the voice. There you go. He was the voice. So he um, was with President Lincoln. And the decision making, exactly, and also swaying the African people or the African American people to support Lincoln exactly. in his efforts to uh, climb the ladder in politics. Exactly. Okay. Now, now this is interesting too, Michelle, about the dynamics. I mean, the influence of Frederick Douglass. On Lincoln, because at some point Abraham Lincoln, he wanted to give up, right? You know, I gave up on this. I don't think we're gonna make it. So one of the strategies, he said, okay, since we cannot beat the South, you know, like the Confederates, they say, how about we just offer uh, Black Americans to be kind of like deported, to be deported back to Africa or to other countries like. Jamaica and Central America at that time, right? That was kind of like a way of him saying, you know what? I think I'm going to give up on it. I don't think I'm going to please the South anymore. But how about we offer? He wanted to kind of like compromise, right? By saying, how about we offer, you know, you know, the black citizens to go to like Africa so can, they can rebuild a new nation there. But then... You know, Frederick Douglass said, no, 
I was born in this country. And so the whole citizenship, when you look at the, the 14th Amendment, when you look at the 14th Amendment of the United uh -huh. States, that's where that was inspired by. Because, you know, Federal Jury is pushing and saying, you know what? How can you, how can you expect me, you know, to go to somewhere where I, I was not even born? I don't know anything about, you know, I was born in this country and we need to resolve this right now. So it was Frederick Duras that was pushing for the full liberation right here. Wow. Yes. Yeah. I didn't know that either. You see now, that's deep, huh? Yeah. So, were there Africans who did go back to Africa? Yes. Yeah, so, for example, let me give you an example. Liberia. If you look at Liberia, Liberia is one of the African nations that were mainly, uh, and it was literally kind of like refunded by, uh, Africans born in the U.S., like African-Americans that came back to Africa, Liberia. Okay. Yeah. So wow. it's, it's interesting, huh? That's deep. Very, very interesting. Yeah. Exactly. So. It's fascinating. You know, so I read all that. So I took my whole day because I really want to immerse myself on who Frederick Douglass is, his legacy, and how his leadership influenced the Emancipation Proclamation, the the 13th Amendment that ends the slavery, all the way to Juneteenth. Abraham, you know, it was it was Frederick Douglass behind everything. Really? Yeah. So yeah, I didn't. Um, so that he needs to really be acknowledged. Yes. In regards to Juneteenth, and I think that's probably coming, especially the way you're advocating for him. Exactly. You know, and I think as the holiday evolves, now that it's a legal holiday, it's only going to get bigger and better, and more historical facts will continue to emerge, like the ones that you're sharing uh, tonight. Exactly. So another thing that I did for Juneteenth was go straight to the ATM. I went straight to the ATM and I filled my fanny pack with money. Uh -huh. And I said that I was going to spend every dollar in my fanny pack uh -huh. making purchases at the Juneteenth celebration in Lemurk Park and that's exactly what I did. Every vendor that I or every yeah, every vendor that I visit, I made a purchase. Yeah. Until I had until all of the money in my fanny pack was gone. And it was something you know, I, I thought about that and how um few black people are represented um, in uh, department stores. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a few. Hmm. You know, the Sean John Ware and the FUBU. I don't even know if FUBU's popular anymore, but a lot of um, black designers uh, are not in major department stores. Target. I see. 
Um, and uh, what else is out there? May Company. Um, so it's especially important that we that we uh, celebrate Juneteenth, that we get out and we uh, participate in the this uh, holiday, but that we continue to spend black dollars. Mm. You know, spend our money in building up black business. I also opened up an account at One United Bank. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's a black-owned bank. Yes, uh-huh. And you know what? I, I had a, uh, an account at a black-owned bank before, but I changed it when I just didn't have the kind of access that I needed. You know, you know, big banks are all over the place. You know, Chase, Bank of America, yeah. Wells Fargo. They're everywhere so that they could take our money. Mm-hmm. They make it convenient for us to go to the ATM. <laughs> but you know what? When you have those kind of conveniences, you spend more money. Yes. That's so, so true. So uh, what I decided to do was uh, go back to black banking and start in investing more in black businesses. And it feels so good. It feels so good to being an African-American person and supporting african-american business what was i thinking that was beautiful that's beautiful right there to support our our businesses and uh you know definitely thank you for bringing that up about one united bank another yes. uh broadway federal bank is also black owned uh broadway federal bank yeah uh definitely there are you know couple ones if i got can I go over this list? Yes. Yeah, there are many, you know, like, uh, I know there's one called Al-America Bank, which is based on Alabama, Commonwealth National Bank in Alabama, Broadway Federal Bank, we know that, here in California, um, the uh, One United Bank, the one that you mentioned, the, I think the One United Bank must be the largest black-owned bank. It started in Massachusetts. And I think now it's within all the 50 states. I think it's everywhere. Oh, wonderful. So at the end of our podcast, which we'll be wrapping in five less than five minutes, yeah. um, you could put some of the names of the black banks yes. so that people can refer to that, our viewers. And, yes. you know, if you don't already have an account with the black bank, Get one. Refinance your home with a black bank. You probably get a better shot at it than doing it with one of the bigger banks that have denied African Americans so many banking liberties, like loans and uh, like home loans and car loans and um, things of that nature. Yeah. You know, black banking is on our side. Yes. Wow. So thank you, Jose, for carving time out of your very busy schedule to make this happen today. Yeah, no, it's been a a great, but to me, it's been, it's so so inspiring to celebrate Juneteenth with you, Michelle. And, uh, well, it's, yes, and to dedicate the whole show. To actually educate our listeners about what Juneteenth is, about you know where it came from, 
uh, the uh, miseducation about union thing, everything. We address everything in just 30 minutes. <laughs> yes, right. yes. And you know what? There's so much more. So I yeah. hope that um, our viewers are encouraged to um, find out more information about Juneteenth. Yes. And thank in you. And our, our black history. And black history, yes. So ladies and gentlemen, thank you for being our listeners to the Success Podcast with Michelle Rickman and Jose Angel Manaisa Jr. Thank you for tuning in.